Another episode of the Unwound Music and Life podcast. I'm your host, Jared Evans. It's a little different. We're going to, from what we used to do, we're going to kind of have some rotating guest hosts. And uh, the first on the list is Ty Laramore. Ty, how's it going, man? What's up, man? How's it going? Doing good. Good, good. Thanks for doing this with me. And uh, I think we'll have some fun with it. So we'll kind of talk about some music that we're into right now. Talk about what you've been up to. And um, I know you're your last single, Fix Your Broken Heart, has been doing pretty well. So we'll yeah, talk a little been, bit about it's been that. been killing it on the charts, man. Yeah, good. Good deal. So um, I just kind of wanted to start off by saying some things that are kind of up next for Unwound and some things to look forward to. Um, Ty, this weekend, I'm actually going to Fort Worth and uh, with Trent Cowie Band. They are going to record uh, some new stuff. So going to film some behind-the-scene footage and kind of get my first glance into what life in the studio, so to speak. So yeah, the, the real world, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, um, he, he's been using all this terminology with me that I have no idea. So I guess I'm going to, I'm in for a, some education. Um, but I wanted to talk about some new music and, um, that, that kind of I've been into and I want to hear some stuff that hear about some stuff that you've been into lately. And cool, so, yeah. um, I know for me, one, one band that I kind of stumbled onto is Treaty Oak Revival. They're out of West Texas. And um, I played them for you a little bit earlier. We'll play a clip here in a second, but it's I, I describe them like a poor man's Whiskey Myers. Yeah, man, I, I definitely heard that when you, what you played for me just kind of has that like soulful rock vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I really like them a lot. And um, so they're, 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 the song that kind of got me hooked on them is called Ode to Bourbon. So let's play a little clip of that real quick. Ode to Bourbon by Treaty Oak Revival. Um, I, I've never seen them play around here, but when they do, I'm going to check that out for sure. So tell me somebody uh, that, that you've been kind of jamming lately. Man, so uh, I was uh, kind of stuck on a playlist with this guy from Spotify. His name's uh, Larry Fleet. I was really impressed. I was, I've was i heard him. I said, man, this guy kind of sounds like a cross between uh, Stapleton and maybe Mike Ryan or somebody like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, for sure. I... I we listened to him earlier and you're right the the guitar has that stapleton vibe but his voice definitely has that mike it sounds a lot like mike mike ryan actually yeah, smooth you know that smooth uh transition yeah for sure so what song do you want to play a clip of, of man for his Fleet? uh for his i'd say uh baby you do is pretty cool baby you do all right yeah. this is baby you do by larry fleet check it out in cliches on 
I like that a lot, man. I'm gonna. He's. I'm definitely gonna work him into my playlist. So, um, and it's funny, you know, we were talking, and it's like, you know, we, we we've always said that Unwound is a Texas music podcast, but it doesn't have. I mean, there's a lot of good music outside of Texas too. There is. There's a whole and lot of good music. Larry yeah. Fleet's a, a, a Tennessee guy, and another Tennessee guy that I've been really into lately is um, Nate Smith. I mean, he's just kind of been exploding. You won't hear him on the radio, but. He's he's TikTok and Spotify famous, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he's got this really soulful lyric. His vibes, uh, I mean, his um, he's got really soulful sound, and his lyrics just kind of, um, I like the way they flow really well. So, um, the one, the song, and I'm this song's probably not going to be new to a lot of people, but uh, it's called "Under My Skin" by Nate Smith. Listen to this. Every fear, every letdown, every painful memory fades away when I'm with you. Every high, every low, every late night drinking alone, swearing I will never love again. Baby, you got under my skin. Yeah, that's under my skin by Nate Smith, man. That's it's got a it's got kind of a sexy vibe to it. So, um, but anyway, so I want to talk about your stuff, Ty. Um, let's talk about let's first talk about Fix Your Broken Heart and how that's been doing. Yeah, man, we're uh, number twenty nine on the uh, Texas Regional Radio chart, number forty six on uh, CDX Texas as of I think today. So, oh, congrats! Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Top fifty, top thirty. You know, it's debut single that I'm, I'm mind blown i'm just so excited at watching this thing grow man and uh just watching the fans that come to the shows they're like hey i heard you on the radio the other day i was like that's really cool i haven't heard it yet well i was gonna ask you is this your first song that you heard yourself on the radio uh i have not heard myself personally but i've had people send me clips and i'm like man that's so cool but i, I haven't been driving around and heard it yet <laughs> cool cool yeah i um i really like it a lot we we opened um, we opened the show with that. So if you were wondering what song that was, that was, uh, that's fix your broken heart by, um, by Tyler Moore, his latest single. And you got some new stuff in the works or that's already recorded that you're yeah, working man, on. I went to uh, Rosewood at the end of last year and uh, got two of them ready for lineup right after fix your broken heart. I'm not sure which one yet. Me and my wife have to pay paper, rock, scissors to see which one she wants to do. I know which one she likes and I know which one I'm leaning towards and we're not necessarily agreeing yet. So <laughs> We're having a, eventually she's going to get to choose. That's how it works. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, so tell us a little bit about, about each of those, I guess, if you can. Man. So, uh, one of them is called keep up the fight. It's, uh, I wrote it about 10 years ago when I was in college and, uh, I was having a little bit of a drinking problem and it, the song's not really about that, but it kind of sets the mood for it. Um, in the very first line, I talk about how nothing I do seems to be going the right way and nothing seems to be working out. But then the chorus kind of the song's called Keep Up the Fight. It tells you, you know, just no matter how bad things are, they're not as bad as they seem to be. Um, the line in the song is um, the bottom of the glass is never as empty as it seems to be. So 
just kind of, I feel like it still fits with what's going on today. You know, things may seem bad, but it, you know, they're not always as bad as they could be. <laughs> That's very, very true. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's never as bad as it seems, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, so I like that a lot. So did you, was that a co-write or was that all you? All me. Uh, I actually, we were talking about, uh, Tennessee music. I'm actually going to, uh, Nashville with a good buddy of mine to go, uh, write some songs at the end, towards the end of July. Very so cool. We'll be up there for about a week, writing about three or four days with multiple people. So, are you gonna try to get into a listening room while you're up there? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I got to go watch the pros do it, man. I man, just... uh, uh, we did that um, over spring break when we were in Nashville, and that was one of the coolest experiences. Um, Troy Cartwright played, um, and that was my first time here. I mean, I'd heard it was recorded stuff, but obviously, first time hearing him live. And um, and he's a Dallas guy, so I was just, you know, I love the you know, three or four guys on a bar stool taking turns, telling the stories behind their songs. Yeah. That's and, what, you know, it's, it's different than the live show. It's more of the personal, you know, this is what we meant whenever we wrote this song and things like that. They can tell the stories. Yeah. So yeah. Very, very cool. So, um, hopefully you can, you can get on, get on the stage up there while you're, while yeah. you're there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And that's kind of like what Dosi Do in the woodlands is, has a similar feel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The listening room feel. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And, um, I, I love that, and um, I love that vibe for sure. So, on the on the songwriting stuff, I wanted to ask you because you mentioned um, with the song about about the drinking, some of the stuff you went through. I think a lot of listeners kind of, I think it's a common assumption to just assume that any song that somebody writes is directly related to their life experience, and not, and it's not always the case. Sometimes it's something you've heard from a friend or mm-hmm. it's something that a friend was going through. Yep. So talk a little bit about that. Like, what do you, what do you dig down to to kind of get inspiration behind a song? So, um, you know, just like what my friends have been through, what I've been through personally, uh, sometimes I've, I've got a few songs. I actually wrote a song about, uh, somebody close to me was uh, going through divorce and I wrote a song about that. And then I wrote, uh, I have a song called the the second song we were talking about earlier. The two songs I recorded, one's called don't care about it now and it is a totally song to send to your ex, just kind of <laughs> like, you know, your favorite finger, just kind of let them know how you really feel. And uh, I'm happily married, so the song wasn't necessarily about me. It was for other people. So sure, I feel like other people can relate to that song and enjoy that. So Yeah, it's funny how um, depending on what you're going through in your life, it, it that's what you're listening to, um, as a, just as a listener and a, a consumption of music like me, what I'm listening to at the time can change dramatically depending on what's going on in, in life at, oh, yeah. the, at the time. Depends on your mood. If you want to, you know, if you want to just sit there and, you know, have a drink and think about things and you play the slower stuff. And if you want to party, you got to play the upbeat. You right. Know? For sure. For sure. And there's, there's something for everything. And that's what, that's what I like about, um, your, the, your EP that you put out, was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love that because there is a little bit of everything in that EP. Um, I love the, uh, is it get up and dance or shut up? And uh, dance? Get up and dance. Get up and yeah. dance. Uh, that has that kind of fun vibe to it. And then you have her town now, which is much more slow and serious. And mm, yeah. um, there's a little bit of everything on that EP. Yeah. That's a big crowd favorite. A lot of people told me, uh, I should pitch that to Co Wetzel. I'm like, if anybody knows anybody, what her town now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably my favorite on that EP. Cool, man. Yeah. Let's play a clip of that, actually. I think we we probably have on this podcast played a clip of that before, but it's been a while, so let's play that one. With All right. Friends, and y'all don't need me. And now 
right, yeah, that's Her Town Now by this yeah. guy right here on my right, Tyler Aramore. I freaking love that one, man. It's 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 a good one. Thanks, you, man. So you get that requested a lot? Yeah, definitely. I've got I've had a lot of people come up, you know, before the shows. They're like, are you going to play Her Town Now tonight? And I said, no, nah, it's not even in the set. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm that annoying guy at, at shows. I want to go. I go look on stage to try to get a peek at the set list. And um and start critiquing the set list immediately. No, there's nothing annoying about that. You know, that's it's part of the game. You know, I, I'll do that for uh, guys I'm opening for. I'm like, all right, what are they playing tonight? Oh man, they're not playing my favorite, and I'll go talk to them, and they'll throw it in there for me. So yeah. So um, you uh, you're you're playing at Sawyer Park on the first, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good venue. We uh, I saw Trent Cowie play there last weekend, and it's a it's a great venue. We were talking. It's hot though. Yeah. What's, it is, so what's it the is. most miserable uh, kind of weather or climate experience you've had on stage? Man, extreme heat and extreme cold. So a lot of people talk about the heat because obviously, you know, people have heat strokes and you can pass out if you don't drink enough water. But uh, as long as you're drinking enough water, sometimes you can save that. In extreme cold, when you're playing guitar and those metal strings feel that and your fingers are frozen, even hand warmers in the pockets can't do anything because that cold wind hits and it's just, it's impossible to play. You have to constantly take breaks because there's no way you can keep it running. Right. You know? Especially with the guitar strings in the cold. Yeah, but that's, I oh, bet yeah. that's it, miserable. It's torture, man. It is. Um, I was at Rodeo Cook-Off this past year and there was one of the night, I think it was the, the Thursday night. Um, I forget who was playing. It might've been Randall King, but you could tell they were flat out miserable. It was cold <laughs> and wet. And I think, uh, and so I just, I listened to, a, you know, you hear stories from artists about, you know, some, some just flat out miserable experiences. Um, I, I keep mentioning Trent. He talks about the, what inspired his song, Dear Austin was this outdoor show in Austin where it just rained nonstop. Nobody was there. And uh, so I, I love hearing stories about, um, life on the road, I guess, in the gigs. So, oh yeah, yeah. What's kind of been one of your your favorite experiences, whether it be somebody you got to play with, or man, I say uh, my favorite experiences lately have been just uh, being able to open up for like some of the greats. Like I opened up for Corey Morrow recently, uh, right around the corner from here, actually. Yeah, Rowdy's, was, uh, Rowdy's Webster. Yeah, yeah, that was a really cool gig, and just you know watching him. He's a pro. You know, he knows how to entertain the crowd and keep them engaged. And uh, just I'm just sitting there with a notepad, you know, I mean, not literally, but in in my mind, I'm just taking notes. And then, you know, Mike Ryan and Wade Bowen and some of the other guys I've got to open up for. I got to share the stage with uh, Wade Bowen. That was really cool. That is cool. And is uh, cool. my buddy Hayden Baker was at that show, too. So we all got up there and we ended the show with him on stage. That was I'll never forget that. That was one of the first times I got uh, pulled on stage with a uh, headliner. So that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm. Uh, a fan of Hayden's as well. We actually actually ran into him in, when we were in Nashville in March. He was um, he was up there for Randall King's event that, oh, that cool. he had, and so um, got to meet up with him, and so that was cool. But uh, yeah, so you mentioned Corey. I was going to ask you about that show because I haven't seen I haven't seen Corey Moore live in a long time. But when I was in college, I mean he he and Pat were kind of the the big deal, oh, you yeah. know. And so is he still as high energy on stage as he was, even though he's yep. quite a bit older and he still plays barefoot. Does he really? Yeah. 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 That's cool. It, um, he, he, he does a really high energy show and you just, I've always wondered, you know, as artists get older, does that, does it, does it dial down a little bit? And 
I don't think so. As long as they have the passion, you know, it's you got it. Once you bring it once, you have to bring it every time. And that's when they see what you can do. If you don't perform like that, then you let yourself down. And for me anyway. Yeah. You know, if you if I have a really good show and the next night I feel like the show's not going well, I will do everything I can to make sure that it's going right. So you've been playing professionally for how many years now? Uh, so I've been playing uh, professionally probably about 10, 11 years. I've uh, been singing and starting my own you know, band for about two years now. So so as far as your live show goes, what I know, I know artists like you are always trying to find ways to, to step it up a notch or to, to change it. So what are some things that you think you kind of have adjusted in terms of your live show over the years? Man, uh, I definitely learned how to read a crowd. Uh, you know, sometimes that doesn't matter, you know, when they're all there to see you, that's really cool. But the reality is a lot of times they're not, a lot of times they're just there because they like the place you're playing. And, uh, in order to hook them, you kind of have to watch their reactions to what you do. Uh, so I'll play one or two covers here and there in the set. Uh, it's mostly original. And if I see them digging the originals, then I know I've got them. And if they don't yet, I'll just throw a real cool song in, you know, some kind of cover that I'm sure everybody knows and they'll turn around and watch. And then I'll throw an immediately throw an original after that. And they're like, Oh wow, this guy's really good. They just had to get woke up to it. So what's your favorite cover to play? Uh, man, I would have to say it's a tie right now between uh, eight second ride by Chris Ledoux and, um, stranger in my house, Ronnie Millsap. Those, those are two are really, really good ones. yeah. And I like those because it's not, um, those are both covers that not everybody's going to know. No, but, yeah. But yeah. They're, so they're, they're still unique enough to where you can kind of make it your own and it's still a, a Todd Laramore show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of getting up there and, you know, playing a George Strait song that everybody knows or, yeah. or, or, or. I'm, I always like to, uh, so whenever I was a guitar player, I would go pick covers for other bands that I was playing in. And I'm like, well, what's something that everybody's going to know, but nobody does. And that's mm -hmm. one, you know, like that, that was one that I came up with. That's a really cool one. But. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, so what's next on your calendar? We talked about Sawyer Park in, in spring. Uh, what else do you kind of have lined up that you're excited about? So I got a uh, barn whiskey bar, uh, my Bellevue. I got a really cool show out there coming up. And then, uh, I've got, uh, the spur club in Pasadena. That'll be, uh, coming up around the rodeo time. So that'd be a lot of fun. Spur Club. I haven't heard of that. Is that a new, is that a new venue in Pasadena? No, it's there. Uh, it's kind of like an on-site uh, dance hall over there. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out because that's real close. Yeah. I'll check that out for sure. Yeah. What do you drink on stage? Are you a water guy or? Uh, kind of. Um, so usually I'll drink water uh, and then in between I like Vegas bombs for shots and uh, Crown and Coke because my wife thinks I'm lying about this, but uh, Crown and Coke actually coats the throat a little bit for me and then makes me sing better. And I have noticed a difference whenever I sing with Crown and Coke and without Crown and Coke. And I'm a firm believer, but she might not be. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Crown and, well, Crown and Diet Coke. But yeah, that's, that's my typical go-to. A, mm -hmm. a good Canadian, I like Pendleton though. I like a good Canadian style whiskey. It yeah. doesn't have to be crowned. Um, I like Pendleton a lot. I like that one too. We're shooting for sponsorships. So anything we can get. There you go. That's uh Ty Laramore. If anybody with a Pendleton <laughs> might happen <laughs> to be one of the 50 or so people listening. So, um, yeah. So, um, when I, I get a kick out of, um, some shows where just the shots from fans are coming onto the stage at a pretty steady pace. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever had to like 
fake toss a shot? Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, toast them. Yeah, turn around and then pretend like I'm about to talk in my talk back and just kind of set it down. Or if we're outdoors, kind of pour it out or, you know, yeah, kind of um, hide it or pass it to another member of the band that hasn't drank as much. So Yeah, and especially like we were talking about hot shows, man. It's You, you can't just keep steady drinking on stage. You'll, nope. You'll pass out. No way, yeah. You got to stay it's, hydrated. Uh, it gets, you know, you get dizzy, you get lightheaded, and then it's just... It's bad. I, I have a bad problem of uh, forgetting lyrics. That's why I try not to drink. I try as hard as I can not to drink too much on stage. Yeah. But it's just, you know, we like to run a professional show and that's For that's sure. kind of where it kind of sets apart. I've, I've noticed since I've stopped drinking as much live, a lot better things have been happening for me. So it's been cool. Good. Good deal. So I want to ask you about guitars. Um, what are your, What's your go-tos? Like how many different ones do you play? Man, uh, my go-to for live shows is Fenders. I play all Fender Telecasters. I've got, uh, actually have a custom guitar that a guy named Mike G out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona made. I'm not sure if he still makes guitars, but I got this guitar probably about eight or nine years ago. And it's called a Barncaster. And it was before Telecaster was really making one because they do make one uh, similar. But this guy took a hundred-year-old barn wood and uh, put it on top of a guitar and channeled it out. And it weighs about maybe four pounds and it's so rustic looking. He, uh, he aged all the parts in an oven. He put like some kind of oil on them or chemical and aged them in the oven. And then all the bridge and all the knobs, the knobs are AM FM radio knobs oh, from wow. really old school cars. I mean, it's, it's just got a lot of character. I've, I've actually got a couple of photo shoots with it. I was going to say, is that more of a showpiece rather than one that you play all the time? Well, uh, that's my backup. I bring it. I bring it. It's always my backup on uh, when I'm live. So if I break a string on my other one, I get to play my actual favorite guitar. Uh, the tone is not um, as good as the one that I like to use the most, but I can definitely tweak it and get what I need out of it. So, Well, you're, you're definitely a picker. I've only gotten to see you full band live once yeah i, I think, think so and yeah. it was at uh jackie's down here in Kima. um but you're a picker um <laughs> you, in guitar acoustic it doesn't matter and um I, not not all artists can do that like some artists sing and strum and that's yeah. about it um i know hayden baker who we just talked about is a heck of a picker have you oh yeah he picks have yeah. y'all ever uh had a little um battle oh definitely yeah <laughs> um i actually was uh playing a show across the street from where he was playing one time and i walked in and he's like get up here and get on stage so i got up there and we did uh liza jane and we ended up uh, i used his guitar and he had an acoustic and we had a little trade-off it was a lot of fun very cool um another thing i wanted to ask you about is is co-writing is that something you've done a lot of um Uh, it's not something i've done a lot of but it is definitely something that uh i like to do uh when i have done it you know it's been with good friends of mine that i feel like you know, we can definitely write good songs together when you have that relationship. Cause I've, I've actually done one recently with, uh, Jake Bush and, uh, we wrote a really cool song and that'll be a lot of uh, fun whenever we release it. But yeah. Yeah. Jake's, uh, EP that he came out with a few months ago is, is doing really well. I really liked mm-hmm. it a lot. Yeah. It's killing. Yeah. Um, if you could co-write a song with, with anybody, who would it be? I'll put this one, put you on the spot. I had to think about that one. <laughs> I don't really know, man. I I definitely have to sit down and think about that for a while. I uh, one of one of the, my favorite things that I saw in Nashville uh, at the Country Music Hall of Fame was um, uh, an actual notepad from Dean Dillon. 
um, where he actually was writing some, you know, one of his songwriting notepads and it was mm-hmm. in a case and everything. And he's obviously probably one of the most well-known, I guess, country songwriters there, there is, but oh, yeah. I thought that was really, really cool. And so I went in after I watched that Netflix documentary on him. Have you seen that? It's called um, Tennessee Whiskey. I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's, um, but after I watched that, I went on Spotify and found a Spotify playlist of all just Dean Dillon written songs and just churned through it. And it's amazing how different some of those songs are from each other. Cause most people think him and they think George Strait, you know, the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he, or Tennessee whiskey, but man, his stuff's all over the place in a good way. It's really cool. Yeah. He's, he's written a lot, everything, man. He's, <laughs> he definitely has. That's yeah. So, um, you, you said you have the, the two that are already recorded. How many more do you have in your back pocket? Um, probably about 12 or 15 off the top of my head, just unreleased, unrecorded. So a lot of artists, and I think this is partially, I think it's partially a byproduct of COVID. I think it's a byproduct of streaming platforms, but more and more artists are doing the steady drip of singles rather mm-hmm. than, um, EPs or, or full albums. Is that an approach you're taking as well? Uh, it definitely is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they make playlists and they pick one song and then they hit shuffle. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, I do that at the house myself. So I know if I want to get, you know, my music out to people, I got to give them the best singles that I can. And then if they really like me, they'll go check out the rest of the stuff. So I will be putting on an album eventually. But right now I like to get the singles out and get my name out there. So I know, I know with Fix Your Broken Heart, you, you, you pushed it actively to radio, um, mm-hmm. which was good. Is that the, that's, is that the first time you've done that? Yeah, it's my very first radio push with a uh, radio promoter too. Yeah. So, and, you know, talking to artists, some of them like doing that. Some of them don't. How, what's your, been your experience with, I mean, it's done well, obviously. So, um, do you, do you think that pushing to radio also helps your streams as well? I definitely think, yeah, it definitely helps the streams and also, you know, it just builds a fan base because you're getting your music out to where you wouldn't be getting it, uh, without the radio and also, uh, getting to meet all the people out in the radio, the radio interviews and just getting to meet all the program directors and everybody and, hearing their different stories and all the different venues that they have connections with, you know, it kind of helps you in the long run. So stuff that those people that they work with were like, Hey, check this guy out. And then I get phone calls for venues. So it's yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. It's definitely cool. helped a lot. Well, I'm happy for you, man. It's done. It's done well. I'm looking forward to, uh, to the new stuff. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, my, uh, it's, uh, kind of a first for me. And so the podcast is going to be a little different and, um, shout out to Tara, um, unwound wouldn't, exist without her um and so um it's a new approach but it's gonna be fun having some different guys uh do this with me so i appreciate you being the first man yeah man thanks for having me it's been blessed all right thanks we'll close it out with some more of fix your broken heart by tyler Moore. all right thanks for listening everybody this is jared closing my tab yeah.